Good morning, this is Pastor Daniel Arellano from Espanol, New Mexico at the Rock Christian Fellowship. And uh, we're here in the studio in Albuquerque, New Mexico at KCHF TV, some broadcasting channel 11. And this morning, we're gonna begin a broadcast series on the second man. The second man uh, comes out of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 47. It says, the first man, Adam, was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. You know, every one of us has a dust nature or flesh nature. Every one of us was born flesh and blood. And the purpose of this series is to transform the second man into the image and the likeness of Jesus Christ. So how does that happen? Well, you take the first man, the Adam in you that was born. The Bible says that we are all born uh, by flesh and blood. The Bible says that flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. And um, famously, uh, Nicodemus and Jesus Christ had that conversation. And so second man is a series of messages to develop you and to transform you into that second man. Uh, over the next few weeks, you're going to be getting uh, video messages um, to your pod or to your cell or into your chapel there at whatever uh, Department of Corrections facility you find yourself in. And we're going to help disciple you via these broadcasts. And it is a pleasure for me to be here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, partnering with Sun Broadcasting on this very special occasion. You know, since March of 2020, churches have been shut down, businesses have been shut down, access to inmates, access to people that need the gospel of Jesus Christ has been closed. But how many of you guys know when the Lord shuts down one door, He opens another? And this is not a door the Lord has opened, but He's opened up actually the airwaves, the TVs. Every prison, every jail still has a television. Inmates in solitary confinement have a prison, and they're able to watch this station via their television show. And so I believe that every one of us watching this, God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. So let's go ahead and open with our message uh, sermon series called Second Man. There was a quote from a friend of mine uh, that I used to travel with from time to time. His name is Larry Acosta. And he said that most young men have a father wound. And he defined a father wound as an ongoing psychological, social, or spiritual deficit that would ordinarily be met in a healthy relationship with dad but wasn't. So now it must be overcome by other means. I'm convinced that what men are missing is a very real and deep sense of validation that passes from father to son. Otherwise, there is a wounded soul looking for love, searching for significance, longing for approval and blessing, a true vulnerability to temptation. You know, this father wound that every one of us as men, you may have it maybe through abuse or through the absence or the neglect of your father. You have a father wound. You know, the Bible says that in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, that God created man in his own image and in his, in his own likeness. God created us whole. God didn't create us with any wounds. God didn't create us with any imperfections, you could say. God didn't create us with any needs. But the Bible says that Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. 
And they decided to play God and they fell from grace. They fell from sin. They fell from a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that image has been marred. That image has been broken. And the Bible says that in the Imago day that you were created, you were created to be like God, to think like God, to, to, to have a nature like God, a loving and a compassionate nature. But that nature was changed. And that is your first nature. You know, the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 15, and we're going to go there since this is a Bible study. So if you have your Bibles, I would highly encourage you uh, for you to pick it up and, and open it. 1 Corinthians 15. I know you don't have a, a cell phone uh, in your cell, <laughs> so uh, you can't turn on your cell phone, but you can open your Bible and you could go to uh, 1 Corinthians 15. And it says there are two bodies. And Bible, Paul is talking about the, the resurrection of the saints. And, and he says, uh, the first man was of the earth, that's Adam, made of the dust, 1 Corinthians 15, 47. The second man is the Lord from heaven and was the man of dust. So also are those who are made of dust and is the heavenly man. So also are those who are heavenly. And verse 49, And just as sure as we have borne the image of the man of dust, that's Adam, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. So you and I were born flesh and blood. You carry your father's DNA. You carry your mother's DNA. You carry the DNA that you inherited from the seed that you came from. You know, in that inherited DNA, you know, you've got your makeup, what makes you up. But most importantly, you come from God. You know, I used to say to men when I ministered to them, uh, even to young boys, is that you came, you, come, you came through your parents, but you come from God. You may not have been able to pick your parents, or perhaps you may not have had a great upbringing, and you weren't able to choose that. So every one of us is born of the man of dust. There are two men, but the Bible says, that the second man, Adam, is the heavenly man. And there's two differences between these two men. The Bible says that the natural man was a life, was a living being, but the second man became a life-giving spirit. You know, you were born once, flesh and blood, and that image has been changed, that image has been marred, that image has been broken, you know, it's been wounded, maybe you've been hurt, your manhood has been fractured, whatever it is that you've been through as a young boy, maybe hurt you in becoming the man that God wants you to be. You know, Ed Cole, the father of the father of movement, of father of men's ministry movement, Ed Cole said in his book that Christ-likeness and manhood are synonymous. In other words, God is calling us to become Christ-like. And that's what the second man series does, is it challenges us to leave the image of the first man into becoming the second man, into becoming the heavenly man, like the heavenly man that we were created to be of. You know, the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 and 4, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Notice, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us 
to glory. Notice it's by knowing Jesus Christ that we get to participate in the glory and participate in the divine nature that he has given to us. It says, who called you to glory, virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be a partaker of the divine nature. There's two things that he's talking about here. He's talking about virtue, that God has called us and he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness to participate in the divine nature. That word participate is interesting because it's the word partner. Jesus Christ wants to partner with you. The word partner is the same word that we have for koinonia, but it's similar to it, but it's koin, koinonos. And the word koinonos means that he wants to partner with you to be your companion, to be your partner. Uh, he wants to share life with you. He wants to become your associate. You know, many of us got ourselves in trouble because of our associates. We had first nature associates and those associates got us in trouble. Well, let me tell you, there's a new associate that wants to associate with you. His name is Jesus Christ. And he, his association will transform your first nature into that heaven, heavenly man nature. I love 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 and 4, because it teaches us that we have everything that we need to becoming the man of God that God called us to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. He says that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to glory. By the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's through knowing Jesus Christ that we will participate in the divine nature. We can know him. He's the God that you can know. How do you know him? Because you participate with him. You live life with him. You can be alone in a prison cell. You could be alone in a pod, but you can know Jesus Christ and he can become your very nature as you become Christ-like. The second word, this blew me away as I was studying it this morning. Uh, you know, it, uh, he says that we've been called to glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. You know that word virtue, we know that's, you know, we could say that we, we ought to have good virtue, good morals. But if you look at the Greek, the Greek word is A-R-E-T-E, arete, arete, or in Spanish. I usually read the Greek with the Spanish uh, dialect, I guess, arete. And the word properly means proper manliness. Notice there's a manliness that is proper, loving your wife, loving only one wife, living with only one wife, loving your children. The Bible says there is a, such a thing as proper manliness. It's improper sometimes how we act as men. But God wants to change our manliness into proper manliness. That word could also be valor, proper valor. You know, um, some of us, we thought our valor was violence. We thought our valor was uh, conquering women or selling dope. We thought our valor was in our possessions. 
Perhaps maybe in your pocketbook is where you found valor. Maybe you found valor in the company, in the associations that you kept. But Jesus says, I want you to participate in a relationship with me because I've called you to glory and virtue, to proper manliness, valor. In other words, this valor and this proper manliness is intrinsic or attributed by a relationship with Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, you have proper valor. Now, Jesus was not a weak man. Jesus was a humble man, but he was not a weak man. Jesus Christ picked up that cross and he carried it. When the world looked and mocked and shamed him, he picked up that cross and he carried it up to Golgotha. He carried your, your sins and he carried your shame on that cross. Jesus Christ was a man's man. Jesus Christ is the man of God that we ought to follow. He's the man we ought to follow. He's the man that you can become like. You can become a partaker in that divine nature. Jesus was both human and divine. You know, one day we will also be divine because the Bible says that in a twinkling in an eye, in a moment, we will be changed. You can't have that second man without first crucifying the first man. You cannot become the second man without first denying the first man. You got to put the first man and its desires to death. I love 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, because he says, Beloved, now we are the children of God. And notice he says, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, that is Jesus, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. You know, that is Jesus Christ in the last moment at the trumpet call of God. The Bible says that he will sound that trumpet and those of us who are alive and remain will be caught up together. And the Bible says that we will meet the Lord in the air. At that time is when we will be transformed. You know, there's a process to this transformed life. The Bible says in Romans, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he called, these he also justified. And who he justified, these he also glorified. Notice we're justified, we're called, or predestined, and then we're glorified. Glorification is the last phase. You know, uh, Christ wants to justify you. He sees you just as you've never sinned. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he took upon our sin, your sin. He took it upon his own life and he carried it. And so when God the Father looks at you, he sees you just as if you never sinned. And so as First John tells us that beloved, it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And the only reason why we're going to see Jesus as he is, is because we ourselves will be transformed into that nature. We'll have glorified bodies, but we don't have to wait to heaven or wait till the rapture of the church to become glorified and be transformed. Today, you can become the second man. You can bear the image of of the second man because first Corinthians told us that just as we bore the image of the 
man of dust, of the man of the earth, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. You know, God is faithful and just to complete the work that he's begun in your life. You know, there's not anyone listening to me this morning that cannot have this opportunity. You know, I don't know if you're done and tired with first man living. First man living desires things of the flesh. First man living desires uh, all those things that are opposite of Christ. Like a first man desires all those things that are not in accordance with the life that God initially created us to be. But this morning, you can have that second nature developed in you. You know, when Peter said, that he has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He said, we got these precious and exceedingly great promises. You know, we have exceedingly great and precious promises. You know, yesterday in church, I was preaching uh, and it just dawned on me as I was thinking about coming into the studio today to talk about my testimony and the people that God used in my life to help transform that first man into the second man is that God used his precious blood and my precious wife. You know, the Bible says that our wives are precious vessels. The Bible says that we ought to honor our wives as the weaker vessels. That word is precious. Honor her as a precious vessel. But my father-in-law really taught me uh, a better word or a better figure. And that is that we ought to treat our wives as fine china because she is a co-heir with you and with fine china you don't just you know place it anywhere you you treasure it you value it you you storage it you you, you nurture it and you take care of it and you know that two things work for your salvation if you've got a partner it's the precious blood of jesus christ the bible says that we are redeemed not by silver and gold and corruptible things but we are redeemed by the precious blood of jesus christ and not everybody can say that, but I can. My precious wife prayed for me during that time of incarceration at the New Mexico Boys School. She was praying for me. She was praying for me, and she didn't know that she was praying for her future husband. Uh, so this morning, the Imago Day, the image of God, is available to you. The second man, the man that Jesus Christ wants to transform you to be. You know, Jesus has a wonderful plan for your life. It's to transform you into the new nature of Jesus Christ. You know, Colossians chapter 1 verse 28 says, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Jesus Christ. Notice that word perfect is the word mature. We're going to study all these words and look at the different nuances uh, towards the end or throughout this second man series and broadcast. But Jesus Christ is who we preach. Admonishing, notice the Bible says, admonishing every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, in God's wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. You know, becoming a believer in Jesus Christ is simply not enough just believing Him and reading the Bible. It's becoming like Him. It's taking on the new nature of the second man. It's taking on the new nature of the heavenly man. You know, perhaps you have enemies. The first nature would say, strike them first. Strike them before they strike you. The second nature says, pray for your enemies. 
love and bless those who curse you. You may have issues in life, and the first man wants to get angry, wants to get emotional, wants to throw a fit. The first man in you wants to deal with things the way the world deals with things. But the second man in you says, you know what? I need to fast. I need to pray. I need to read my word. I challenge you, pick up your Bible and read your Bible daily. I remember one time being in the studio a long time ago. I was young, probably maybe in my early 20s. And I came in to the studio and they said, send us the questions that you would like to be asked while you're on the air with us live on God Answers Prayer. And I remember one of the questions that Blackie asked me off the cuff. He says, and how much time are you spending reading the Bible? They can go back and find that uh, broadcast so they know that I'm not lying. He said, and how much time do you spend reading the Bible? Well, at that time, I was probably when I got serious about reading the Bible and I purchased myself a one-year Bible and I almost got off the studio because I felt like he was testing me, you know, because your prayer life and your devotional life speak a lot about you. Your prayer life and your devotional life will open opportunities like I'm having this morning for you. And when Blackie asked me that question, how much time are you, or how much Bible do you read? I felt like running to my briefcase and pulling out my Bible and showing him, look, here's, here's my Bible. But you have to have a constant and daily prayer life and devotional life because that is where you're going to receive the second nature. That is where you're going to begin to learn the attributes of Christian living. That's where you're going to begin to learn about Jesus Christ. It is by the reading of the Word of God. And we'll study Ephesians chapter 4 in our next episode. But this morning, the Bible says that the first man was of the earth, made of dust. All our life, all our efforts are dust efforts. You know, the Bible says that Jesus, when the disciples were out in Jerusalem, walking throughout the villages and ministering to people, the Bible says that he brought them into the home and he washed their feet. It wasn't ceremonial and it wasn't meant to be, uh, you know, a, a church ordinance. Jesus was washing the dust of their feet of the trail that they had just taken. I don't know what where you've been at, I don't know about the dust that you have carried in your life. But this morning, Jesus wants to spend time with you and wash your feet. He wants to wash you of the dust that you've been carrying. He wants to wash you of the guilt that you've been carrying. He wants to transform your nature. He wants to make you more like Jesus Christ. You know, society can be hard on us. Life can be hard on us. We all go through tragedies. We all go through situations that we cannot explain. We ask, why God? And those situations and circumstances will make us hard. They'll make us bitter. They'll make us question our relationship with God. But God wants to mold your heart and transform your heart. God wants to transform your character. He wants to give you that true proper manliness and valor. So this morning, if you're done with first man living, violent, being cruel, being angry, I want to give you an opportunity to give birth 
to the new man, the second man. So if you are ready to begin a new nature walk, if you're ready to begin a second life according to the image of God that God has given you, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Would you say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Just tell him, I'm done with first man living. I'm done with living according to the flesh. I'm done with living according to this world's standards of hatred and unforgiveness. And Lord, I seek the virtue. I seek the true manliness this morning that comes from a relationship with you in Jesus Christ's name. We thank you, God, for transforming us. If you've prayed that prayer, that is your first step in becoming a second man. If you prayed that prayer, would you email us or write to us by mail? Would you call our office and say, hey, I want to learn more about Jesus Christ and following him? We have a discipleship curriculum that we send to prisons throughout the state of New Mexico and California. It's called Come Follow Me. It's 17 lessons designed for the believer in prison to learn about Jesus Christ and be discipled. We're grateful that you're watching Sun Broadcasting here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This message is brought to you by the studios of Sun Broadcasting and Albuquerque, New Mexico. Through our partnership, we are grateful that the Lord has opened up this opportunity. He's opened up the airwaves to reach you. And so we want to thank you for tuning in this morning. Please do not hesitate to call us. We're praying for you. We're believing that God has the best for you. You know, the Lord God used Paul in prison. And from prison, Paul equipped the church and he encouraged the church. Could you imagine a prisoner telling the church till we all grow to the unity of the faith and become mature men? Could you imagine Paul the apostle in prison in Rome saying, from prison, I'm going to equip the church and bring the church to unity till it becomes a full measure of a man. We're going to talk about that next week. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you his peace. We're praying for your peace. We're praying for the safety of your family. We're praying that God would just cover your family through his precious blood during this time. In Jesus Christ's name, if you said that prayer, call us, email us, get in touch with us because we're waiting to hear from you.